0: With us. Yes, good that you're listening to episode 45 of the weekly SS Greed Valhalla podcast, where we go over all the news and all that good stuff. Um, Jordan, Joe Raptor, as always, joined by Jordan Daws. Jordan, hey, how are you?
1: Good, I'm just enjoying riding around in my pink horse uh, through the green I, fields. I, or is green horse, pink horse. Oh my gosh, I even messed that up. How I mean, you, you can fucking- already do that in the game.
0: You, the new, the new yeah. thing that the April 1st update brought was that you could summon the horse whenever you want, which was great. Yeah. Dennis recorded yes. that footage, and I think it looks pretty legit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just- it does. I, for those who don't know what we're joking about, Jor, if you haven't checked it, there's a update video that Jor what? got early access to on his channel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I posted before Ubisoft. I, I'm not sure why they did not post it. It seems seemed kind of yeah, weird. It's, uh,
1: it's kind of a good collaboration uh, between Ubisoft and Jor. They, they really felt the need to give him the early access and launch those ideas, so you should check it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> like, you could immediately jump into the DAG expansion, which uh, I know a lot of people were, were happy about. Like, if you – I think there was, were, like, many polls where it was, like – if you could choose one campaign in the game, who would get like a fifty-hour expansion? Many people chose Deck.
1: Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took out all the mythical parts of the game. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> now, of course, we will talk about the April first update and uh, what is real about it. Spoiler: nothing. But uh, we do have some legit news to go over. Like a lot of people were like uh, when uh, when we posted that video. Uh, it's too obvious that it's fake. But that was the whole... Like, it starts with Fool's season April 1st update. Um, I don't want to, like, make everyone believe that this was real. And then the next video I do and say, hey, New Game Plus, blah, blah, blah. And then people are like, yeah, it's not real. I don't (laughs) believe you anymore. So that's why we had to be 100% clear. I am hyped about Sargon coming back, though. I was really, like curious if he would make the jump to uh, yeah mm. to, to, to England seems
1: like he's uh, traveling he on the boat. it's a, yeah it was a long it took him about <laughs> six months to sail from Greece all the way to uh, England so it takes a while
0: yeah but if you got those Olympian gifts you know y- y- you got like something mm-hmm. to give to a lot of people so they will help you and you got to Hades this lieutenant on your yeah. ship you're going extra fast
1: yeah
0: Um. Mm-hmm. I want the story expansion about that, like how Sargon got to the settlement. That would be uh, pretty exciting. Yeah,
1: or like how Retta is still the same age that <laughs> he is, like after all this like expansive time. Yeah. If they're gonna, if they're gonna like do that, then it's there is now precedent. Not to derail the topics here, but Jor, this is pretty important. Yeah. yeah. Because of re reemergence in Valhalla. There is precedent now that Sargon can make a appearance in a future Assassin's Creed game, correct?
0: Yeah. For sure. If we yeah. if we just One like lights. yeah.
1: I mean, mm-hmm.
0: overall this like April Fools video was more like a wish list that I hope that Ubisoft <laughs> looks at and thinks these are actually some good ideas. Call the guy who like voices Sargon, get him on board, get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Like I would yeah. I would be fine if like Sargon went to Reda and was like, sorry kids, your playtime is over, you know? Go away. <laughs> now it's my turn. <laughs> I, I br- bring my uni bear. Maybe he brings like mm-hmm. the pool mounts. That would be exciting. Um, bring mm-hmm. back the Olympian gifts, I think that would actually be a cool thing as well. I mean Reda is trying to combat this because he already knows Sargon is coming, so he's like changing his shop and stuff. We will uh, yeah. talk about that as well. But Great will it be transition. enough? Will it be enough? <laughs> so we got a ton to go over. Uh, the podcast goes, of course, live every Saturday on your favorite podcast service. Um, you can follow Spotify on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. You can also go to SoundCloud, just search Assassin's Cast, and then you are able to download the episode there. If you want to support the show... Would Help us out is not necessary, but if you want to do it, you can head over to my YouTube channel, Joe Raptor. Hit the join button next to the subscribe button, and then for two dollars per month, you get early access to the video version on Saturday. Uh, and also, if you go the extra mile for five dollars per month, you get early access to the show, so you can immediately listen or watch it, um, or listen to it or watch it after we live recorded here on twitch.tv Joe Raptor. Every Thursday, normally it's Outriders week. We've been making a ton of content about that, so that's why we moved it to Friday. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how been, we've been rolling here. And uh, you can also, if you don't want to support the show financially, if the if, cannot do it, leave a five star review. And actually, many of you did. Like, I want to thank everyone who took the time to uh, go to the <laughs> Apple Podcast sort of website or app or whatever you use and uh, give us a five-star review or like tell us what you think. Feedback is also appreciated. And uh, Jordan, I think we got some uh, new uh, reviews, right?
1: We do. We got one from Raud Granny. Uh, He uh, later in the review, as you'll hear, he criticizes my pronunciation. So hopefully I didn't ruin his uh, username in that moment, but uh, we'll get around to that. Uh, He leaves a review Assassins Top Cast. Hi. Whoa. First of all, I really do enjoy the podcast. I joined the community August September after getting curious about AC Valhalla. I dropped the franchise after Unity like many did and <laughs> didn't yeah. find my way back until now. So many years without AC, I'm really happy that I do enjoy it again and for having a weekly show to listen to that wraps up all the news around the game. I like the commentary in the dynamic of the two of you bring to the show, it's impressive that even in weeks where there's not much news, you find topics to talk about. And yeah, make we're,
0: we're impressed by that too. <laughs> <laughs> Woo.
1: Wow, I'm glad that you guys like it then. Okay, good. That's good to know. Because <laughs> there's times where we're like, oh no, what do we say? Um, aside from the occasional dips in audio quality and Jordan's pronunciation of the word, say X. <clears throat> There's not much to improve. I'd never I never said Saex. The you? I think I said Suex. Sue sword? It's the S-A-E-X. Uh, <laughs> so people can try to help me, I guess, figure out the proper pronunciation of that word. But I appreciate the review around. I hope that uh, I pronounced your name right at least uh, so we could get that right. But I appreciate it. Uh, next I want to I want to ha- awesome.
0: say something about the okay. audio quality because that's good feedback. Yeah. Um we of course are live recording on uh Twitch. Aaron just joins. So hello. Um if there's something you hear where one of us is louder or the other one like let us know because then we can still fix it for everyone listening later. Uh I check it before mm-hmm. we go live as well, but it's always different. Like it's always hard to kind of see how it matches because we also of course record uh, with Joyce the end of the video and her audio is different so I always tweak it so then I have to do it again maybe I should like think of like a sort of set uh, but it's always maybe different. Maybe me so. and
1: Joyce should just speak at the same tone, no matter what. We'll have to coordinate it uh, yeah. we'll with Joyce. We'll we'll make sure we, we're at the right spacing. Yeah, the maybe that that's uh,
0: that's the right thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. If, if if everything is good, then uh, we will
1: see. Yeah. Hey, Nathan, thanks for joining. You us. You won't well. hurt our feelings if if there's something that you think could be improved on.
0: Sounds perfect. Um, okay,
1: cool. Altair the Great says, "Yo." I hate podcasts, <laughs> but when I get bored of listening to gangster rap and death metal, I enjoy listening to Jor Raptor talk about Assassin's Creed. I enjoy the videos, appreciate the content. Thank you very much, guys.
0: So we're so we're down. So we're like at the bottom of the list. Uh, it's like yeah, gangster I, rap and I, death I, metal. Wow,
1: and then uh, the Assassin's cast... I. Again, this is this might have to go on uh, one of my more favorite review walls. Yeah, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to do like a, uh, a a review episode where we go through. We we'll the, rank
0: the, the reviews. The more popular, yeah, yeah, yeah. So get your <laughs> yeah. review in. Do it now. Maybe you will be selected. But now everyone is like not <laughs> going to. No. We we will see what what ends. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, what happens with this? Uh, yeah, thanks for the reviews. And, uh, yeah, we will read more next
1: time. You can always leave them on any of the places that you listen to the podcast on. And, uh, yeah, just be honest, be yourself. We appreciate that.
0: I mean, let us know your music taste. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And now we're going to wrap the news story that Darby left. Darby left. It says, Screed Behind. Uh,
1: is it going to be the same in the future? See, this is not going to no, work. No, I don't no, no. We should just backwards. stick to we're, talking we're about, about this. To, yeah, We're this about is... to embarrass ourselves entirely and yeah. really drive the, the viewership or listenership down. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Darby McDevitt did leave. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with that name, if you're not uh, a super avid Assassin's Creed fan, he was the narrative director on Valhalla. Um, Black Flag and uh, Revelations are one of, at least yeah. the lead writer in Revelations, correct? And he also worked um, on
0: Origins a bit, but he yeah. it seems like he mostly did things uh, like in the sort of concept <clears throat> phase.
1: Uh. He's like one of the last old guard directors from the older uh, games. So there's a lot of folk who like the older games who see this kind of as a omen of the beginning of the end of classic Assassin's Creed games. Uh, you One could argue that that has already begun uh, with the beginning of Origins and, and the fact that the game is well over a decade. Uh, if For those of you who are familiar in the subreddit on Assassin's Creed, uh, they jokingly posted um, what the original E3 demo of the first Assassin's Creed game. It has been a long time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Around. 2007 it's released, evolution. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be some evolution in a game that's around for that long, for sure.
0: Yeah, but I, I remember... About... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, sorry. I, I wanted to say, no, like, no. I remember when... Uh, because after Odyssey, the sort of uh, fandom for a uh, screed for people who really enjoy the lore and uh, the modern-day parts and stuff like that, was at an all- all-time low. Um, because, yeah, it was clear that Quebec, while obviously liking the series... They, yeah, they were, were not really, they did not really know what to do with the overarching story uh, and made some mm-hmm. weird calls. Of course, the legs of the First Blade was even made by, I think, a different studio. So they made, like, they, they, they did a pretty, like, important story in the Assassin's Creed lore, but they kind of, yeah, did not do it justice. And they, they made just some wrong calculations that did not really make sense, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the ending there. And... When Valhalla was announced and that Darby would return, everyone got hope again, right? That that, that he mm-hmm. would get the series back on track and he would, yeah, give us this satisfying ending uh, or like story that we kind of expect from the series. And I think overall, mm-hmm. um, we can talk about the, the the like the length of the story and how there are so much like stuff that did not have to be there, mm-hmm. I- in my opinion but i think the 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 ending like the final chapter of the game totally delivered like it, it did some crazy things that i never could have think of uh when when we started playing and i think they really set out a an interesting story where they sort of yeah made the mythical gods yeah they they really like connected the the sort of realistic historical periods periods with the mythology so i i really mm-hmm. really dig that and i think like he was at the forefront of that, at least. Uh, yeah, it, it seems to be, and I think that's also the case. So, I, I think definitely. we will we a... will totally miss, yeah, miss him. For yeah, that. no,
1: I I would agree with you. Yeah, we would miss him. He he definitely was like the champion of the um the history of the game, right? So, like, I've had an opportunity to hear him talk or be like near him and speak to him a couple times through events and stuff. And he just, you can just tell even when cameras aren't there that he just like loves uh, the community. And he picked up that mantle when Azraf got fired for the sexual allegations. And mm-hmm. and he, if you remember, he stepped up on Twitter and he was kind of leading the charge for Valhalla. He almost kind of embodied the creative director role in the interim, yeah. um, at least outwardly. And you can just the guy loved the series and you could see that reflected in his writing uh, in Valhalla and in Blacklight. And so that's the part I think I will definitely miss now, people who are saying, well, now this is the end of the story. Like in my opinion, like it's already been happening. And so him leaving, I don't think we'll see too much of a difference moving forward. What I would say is like that. I hope is happening is that there's a chance to create, new lore and new writers who really like the game can, like, begin to start yeah. to carve out their expertise I mean, wh-
0: wh- what you what say is true, record. but it really feels that in Valhalla, he was the one who, like, kind of fought for that part of the game, right? He, he was... Uh, yeah. he, it seemed like he was really at the forefront and he really thought, okay, this is what makes an Assassin's Creed game. We have to make sure that this is in the game while maybe other mm-hmm. people I- in the studio or, like, higher-ups... They look at Odyssey and look at Origins, say this is the new direction, fit it in this new formula that we're trying to do. And Mm -hmm. now that he left, uh, I mean, maybe one of the reasons that he left is also like, okay, I'm leaving on a high. Like now with Valhalla, I was still able to get a lot of this injected. But now Layla's story is kind of over. We we of course have an Mm -hmm. interesting sort of ending. Where can it go from here? But it's... It, like he left it in an interesting place and now it's like, okay, do with it what you want. But he, i I, I mm-hmm. would not be surprised if he was already like kinda l- with people looking over his shoulder, like, we can't go too crazy. He likely had way bigger ideas that just did not make sense in this game because yeah. it's not really about that anymore. Um I mean and that that is interesting. I think we should like take one uh tweet actually that I uh, that I now just think of. I'm not sure if you saw it, but uh, God of War director Corey Barlock. uh, He actually tweeted something about uh, as a screed. Uh, Let me see if I can get it real quick here and I will put it up for uh, people watching the video as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing. So that's an interesting thought is like the idea of he wanted to separate from Ubisoft due to like maybe the limitations that were put on him. The only argument I'd say against that is the company that he's said he's at least the new narrative director for which i think is called a logica don't quote me oh. it's on his twitter profile um is it's like a subsidiary or like a freelance game uh independent company and they apparently work with ubisoft so there's a chance like he's still working on some ubisoft titles just probably
0: oh he might yeah or he might be like a sort of someone um well, who do you call them like gi- giving like some tips or making sure that it still goes mm-hmm. in the right direction
1: um here yeah uh, so I'm his gonna, yeah. connection to ubisoft isn't completely severed
0: it will still be quite different obviously yeah uh yeah oh, damn, I, I got a tweet yeah okay so i'm gonna like throw it here this is what uh the God of war director said Deathbrain. When I play as a any of them, I always want to quit the first time we get sent to the future. The second time I usually do quit. I'm fully aware there's a ton of great game ahead, but I just can't get, uh, seem to get engaged in that future storyline at all. It's not that the future storyline is not good, it's just that struggle to really get excited about it when all I want to do is be an assassin or a pirate or explore ancient Egypt. Uh, so, yeah, th- that's kind of the, the an interesting uh, sort of take where, and I think that mm-hmm. Ubisoft is seeing this as well, because obviously the focal minority who, who loves these older games and wants them to return to where we start during the modern day and where we go back multiple times during the story, they want that ret- uh, to return. But I think actually there might be right now more people and Let's put up a poll in the Twitch chat who think like Cory Barlock who are like you 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 see a commercial for uh for a Creed, and, and it's also always interesting and they totally moved away from the whole assassin part. For Valhalla it was always Eivor in a Viking ship raiding something. They did like a live action. In Odyssey it was always mm-hmm. um Alexios who was, like, uh, just showing the adventure that you can take, like, the yeah the Odyssey in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, mm-hmm. And they're really, like, focusing on that. So when you then buy the game, when you have been maybe out of Assassin's Creed for a long time, or maybe pick the game up for the first time, and then get pushed out to this modern-day section, I can imagine it's like, what the heck? Also, if it continues a story that you were not invested in in the first place, Um mm-hmm. So, uh, uh,
1: uh, it's yeah. definitely. Shh. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. You, you, you could take over. I'm looking at the poll here.
1: Yeah, the uh, I definitely. It's painfully obvious that the priority of Assassin's Creed games of recent creation and moving forward are is about period fantasies. Uh, and that's like reflected in that tweet, right? Is that he's like, oh, I I want to be a pirate or I want to be all these things, and that is kind of the thing that. Honestly, like Assassin's Creed, I believe, created their own problem. So what they did was they had this early modern storyline, which was really great. And what they honestly were like the first Assassin's Creed game, what really impressed a lot of people was its open world city and its parkour. The fact that you could touch any building and climb any building inside Jerusalem was like a big selling point. Uh, almost 10 years ago. It was a very innovative game, to be honest. And and so what they did is they had these two things. They had this very innovative story idea, which was this Isu and the futuristic and all this stuff and like how it's connected to history, which got you interested. And then it had this gameplay aspect, which was this open world. You can go anywhere you want to, but you're still kind of boxed into the story that they define for you. And as that story box and they started innovating more and more on open worlds, it became more and more RPG-ish over time. And now they're kind of like they kind of handcuffed themselves to this story and these period fantasies, and they don't really invest fully into either, it seems like. Yeah. And so then you kind of get sometimes that, that... these like both of them don't feel satisfying. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, problem. That's
0: Yeah, that's the problem right now, I feel, is where they're not, like, paying so much attention to the modern day. Like, I still think that the Valhalla, and we we talked about it before, like, the the story, without spoiling it, does make some interesting, like, connections to the modern day and how it it all fits together. And if you were invested in that storyline, I do think it gave you an extra sort of, uh, yeah, feeling, an extra, like, excitement at the end of the the story. Um, So... I'm just not sure if with Darby leaving we will just get that. Like, I, we have been seeing... I, I was actually surprised by... Because they uh, at the marketing of Valhalla, it really seemed that older, as a squeed sort of features were returning. Like, we, we, I made a prediction. I think the second time Layla, uh, we return to Layla, she dies. That was my prediction. Because mm-hmm. I really thought we would go back like a couple of times. But... Mm-hmm. In, in in the game, you when your first time you go to England, you go out and near the very end of the story. So depending on how much you mainline, it's it's gonna either be like fifty hours, hundred hours, or even more. So mm-hmm. th- they they're already pushing it to the side, and I would not be surprised. And the, I think that would also be a solution for people like Corey. Who, that they at one point will just not force you out anymore so they will just maybe you will hear like someone like talking to you as in the anonymous say hey you can get out now if you want but we have like new technology or something like that you can just stay in whenever you if you want so that people who just want to mm-hmm. like continue play, uh, the new China game or whatever it will be, they can just stay in the in, in the animus and people who actually enjoy the modern day can get out and get a sort of story there. Um, we, Yeah, maybe that is the future where it's like just a prompt or just someone talking to you. If you don't care about it, ignore it, but you will not be like forced out of this. Maybe we will like step away from that.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that happening. I just feel like, at least with like the amount of time that they invest per Assassin's Creed game and the turnaround that they like to make, that I think it's challenging at times to invest properly into both the story, the future story, the periodic story, and the yeah. fantasy. That and different you're teams
0: working on it as well. Yeah. Like one one team might have had like a great like that, that's what happened with Layla. Like we started in Origins, and then the Odyssey team was like, "What the heck? We have this character. Or what should we do with it?" And I, I'm sure they had some communication, but it's mm-hmm. different if like someone who thought of the Layla story. Is not working on the second game where she appears, and then the third game it's back where with the people that started the story. So that was already kind of. I weird. even
1: saw comments that Darby made that he didn't he didn't explicitly say anything negative about Odyssey's storyline when it came to Layla, but there were times on Twitter and I, I can find them, but like where yeah, he I know was what you mean, yeah. alluding to the challenges of. Um, taking what the odyssey writers had written about Layla, like for example spoiler alert at the end when she like breaks like paralyzes otso berg and things like that that kind of seemed a little bit out of left field from a narrative perspective and where um, was
0: that in valhalla he,
1: like that also shows you that
0: they just don't want to continue yeah. what what the other started it's so weird and maybe <laughs> it's that is what why think,
1: yeah like like, they have like two different visions yeah both, yeah like
0: and, and that's why maybe Darby left as well. He was like, okay, I, I now made this. And he knows maybe because we know there's like a Sofia game coming as well. And they might have like a, some sort of story uh, set in the modern day as well. And he just knows that he will go through this phase again where he just doesn't have the full control. Because Ubisoft wants to release them way quicker than just have this Montreal team be the only team working on Assassin's Creed. Like that's just not yeah, going to happen.
1: Um, also they don't seem to invest very i'll be honest like there i think there was for a period of time i don't know anymore so correct me if i'm wrong but there was like a ubisoft employee who is in charge of like lore consistency yeah, in, like, yeah. The, i think she the, left as uh, well i'm not sure <laughs> yeah i think they're gone yeah, and, yeah like yeah. while we have um like access the animus which is like a fan version of that like they just don't seem to invest the resources to make it good. Like you'd almost want like, yes, like Access the Animus and everyone who works there. They are mentors and they do get support from Ubisoft. At the same time, they're not employees or empowered to really have, I think, like a strong influence on um kind of auditing certain like lore decisions and things yeah, like yeah, that sure. to help but, with but like, they the narrative consistent. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I i think that's also because and, and no no disrespect to the XD Animus people, but they of course have one vision that in their eyes would be the best. But if you're making mm. the game you got the business people and you got way more people who are like
1: I feel y- Yeah.
0: Because if, if they're I mean, like, yeah, we want to, like, uh, fl- uh, make this Layla story way bigger, you return to her every 10 hours, and then Ubisoft's like, no, 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 we don't want that. And then you're like, okay, so we only have two moments where we actually play her, how are we going to make an exciting story? And I, by the way, see now uh, Mad Prophet in the Twitch chat says, also Burke was explained in the laptop files, that says enough. Like, it was the ending of the DLC. The last time we saw Layla before Valhalla, what happened? Yeah, a laptop. If you looked in the laptop. I, I by the way, checked everything in the laptop files. I did see the Desmond stuff. I did look through the laptop. I didn't... I need to go back. I did back not see also as well. Yeah. Maybe later because they did add new files, I think, if you, like, jump back uh, later. But they never explained that. So, Yeah. I think, like, to round out this topic, I think it's really sad that he leaves. But... Yeah. And I'm happy. But my overall takeaway is that I'm happy that we still got to see uh, a game where he was heavily involved. Because I think if we then compare the next Montreal game with Valhalla... uh, And that's always cool, right? Where when Odyssey came out, everyone was like... "Eh." And now everyone's like, oh, I want some stuff that Odyssey did so well back in Valhalla... And I'm sure that yeah. when the next game from Montreal or whoever's going to make it comes out, we will look back at Valhalla and Figue. Whoa, they really did that interconnected story really well. And that might be thanks to uh, Darby yeah. uh, in a big way. So I'm happy that we still got a game from him. Because, again, in Origins, he wasn't—he still like had his part. But he was not like a narrative mm-hmm. director or anything. So um, Yeah,
1: I'll just quickly end and say that like yeah like Eivor has been one of my m- most favorite um Assassin's Creed characters like I would even argue that like it's weird Is I loved the gameplay of Odyssey better than Valhalla but I love the story and the characters in Valhalla way better than Odyssey uh, which I guess is a good reflection of kind of yeah. what we've been talking about
0: yeah And, yeah, Bayek was my favorite assassin still.
1: Yeah, Bayek Uh, is a good character. I just, I don't know, maybe it was the voice actor for A4, like the female voice actor. But I just loved all the anytime A4 would speak and how they, like, carried themselves throughout the game. I really loved
0: it. Yeah, they made a very likable character, I think. I I haven't, like, Mm -hmm. seen, because I know with, like, Cassandra or Alexios people, like, some, of course, really love them. But there are also people around here. I think with Eivor, I haven't, like, yeah, to me, seen anyone who said, like, I don't like Eivor. Like, maybe you don't yeah, connect with them like, that much, but...
1: Yeah, Cassandra and Alexios could get pretty, like, uh, they could get pretty, like, bipolar sometimes. Where, mm-hmm. like, you're, you you think the character is very kind and passive at certain moment, and then they're, like, ruthless the next moment. Well, I think Eivor definitely, they did put those kind of boundaries on the character and kind of kept it uh, very within whatever the... Um, the lens that they wanted Eivor to stay in. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... uh, It will be interesting to see what what they will do next, because... And, and, like, you mentioned Ashraf already, but that's also interesting, right? This next game we're going Mm -hmm. to get from that Montreal team, that Black Flag Origins uh, Valhalla team, will be without, like, Ashraf, like, even having anything to do with it, and Darby as well. So uh, I'm Mm -hmm. curious how that will shake out and what the future of the series is, but... I do think that people who fear that it will become even more, uh, less of its former self, I think are going to be right. Because I don't see how Mm -hmm. Darby leaving means that we're suddenly going back to the glory days in some people's minds of the series. Uh, I think it's quite the opposite, actually. So we will, of course, follow it here. And uh, let's uh, go back to uh, the more imminent future, actually, something that happened already. Because uh, yes. yeah, we, we talked about how Reda is like kind of scared of his position because Sargon is sailing on its way to uh, mm-hmm. to the settlement. So Reda he, he thought of some cool things to do because uh, he heard uh, our cries. He was like, "Damn, people don't like my shop. I only sell tattoos. Uh, people don't like that." So we got an update on Reda's weekly offering. I was quite surprised by this actually because I actually thought that Reda was already significantly like behind the scenes improved to showcase way more exciting items my theory on this and i will talk about that actually a little later let's first go over what Reda is improving but yeah if you already played you you likely know about this but i still want to hear jordan's thoughts on it as well so the key thing is basically that instead of three items in the weekly selection we're getting six now and they had an image on March 23rd, uh, 29th with the items we would get on March 30th for a random system. Jordan, how is that
1: possible? It's not random. Woo! i bet you it's a weekly job that what remember that one week where it was the same items again and it was skipped yeah yeah, yeah. the moment i saw that that meant like someone they have a weekly task to decide what the next someone was sleeping on the wheel (laughs) they probably got too busy that week it got to friday and they're like, oh no i haven't done it yet (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i like the person who chose this selection though because she got some cool like yeah. the mount from the dragger set the Nielfheim
1: helmet, uh and some mm-hmm. like items so yeah it'd be cool it, if they did a community voted one one day like vote oh, for yeah. what items you'd like to see in reddish shop this week yeah
0: <laughs> but th- this might also explain why we don't see wolves i think they're really like not maybe like not doing that uh but yeah So, they also made this like we're uh, for the video version, we're like looking at an image now, and they like this looks like a sort of format. I would not be surprised if every Monday or Tuesday we get an image from Ubisoft with the items so that they're like stealing my job. Mm -hmm. uh, I think
1: (laughs) I honestly like this doesn't affect me too much i do like it just because i i I do like picking up items in there that i don't have yet or i haven't bought and uh i mean microtransactions are here to stay i feel like a lot of people who consistently listen know my feelings on it i'd prefer if most of this stuff wasn't there to a degree but like i understand it's here and so like i like this because it they bumped it up to like three to six items it's it's this is kind of what I meant, which is like, it's a olive branch. Like there's already a lot of controversy. Like you have to move very strategically with microtransactions based on how gaming communities react to it. Because if you overdo it or anything like that, it's really quick to be like, we've already paid you money. Why are you trying to make it worse? Yeah. But mm-hmm. something like this, or even like eventually, which is a transition to a different topic, uh, is like April lowering the transfer price. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> lowering the trans fog price or things like that are to me like them acknowledging um, that they're trying to be respectful of the audience and still like doing what they feel is their best financial decision for the game while also not, I mean, uh, completely trying to squeeze it. Uh, I things would out of people.
0: right now say that we really hit a point where I am happy with this system, like, even before yeah. this new change. I was already like, okay, but I always look at it from a standpoint where some games don't have microtransactions, but also don't add any new content post-launch. What we're now seeing is that if you haven't spent any money, you had so many chances to get new items that weren't in the game at launch for free by playing. I still think the biggest problem right now is that the way to get these items is uninspiring. It's always the same. It's just boring. Mm-hmm. So I really hope they look at that because if that is exciting again and if maybe the, the Ubisoft Connect challenges actually are interesting and if we don't have the same uh, weekly contracts each time, then we are basically working towards a system that I think we discussed a while back and have been like reiterating on mm. a lot. Like, Make sure that these Helix items g- g- like, give us a reason to work towards them. And I think we're like slowly approaching that system where you now know that if I do this, I will get a cool item in the end. Sure, you don't know which item. But if you just like hold on to the currency and check the shop regularly, then you will have like cool stuff to buy. And you get a completely mm-hmm. new item, which, I mean, you can say, okay, uh, it normally costs money, but... I think that's actually a really cool system. I would love if... Like, I, I, I always yeah. said it with Horizon when that game came out. And uh, I I was, like, way too deep into that game. It was also, like, the first game I, I really covered. And I made a video every day. And at one point, I was like, I know all the armor sets. I know all the weapons. I would gladly pay $5 for a weapon or uh, an armor set. um, Or, like, have something to work towards to, to get these items. And I think we're now with <laughs> Valhalla reaching that... And I also would not be surprised if they did this, because I think you hit on a really interesting point. They I think they did not expect the sort of backlash they've gotten, or maybe they were like, let's try to be super aggressive so we can tone it Mm -hmm. down instead of doing like getting crazier over time. Um, and they Mm -hmm. had this Tyrannus pack, right? This new item pack, which is by the way, completely broken. It's just it's fun to use, but you're just OP. It's it's just not fun anymore. And they they had this pack, and normally we see them release packs every three weeks or every four weeks. But they were holding on to this one. I really think because they knew that if they dropped it without fixing the Ostara Festival, without like doing anything to make Reddit system better, people would have cried, uh, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. But now they were like, okay. What if we improve a system to get these items for free and then release the pack? And I think that is a, a better way to do it. They also reduced the mm-hmm. the price, by the way, of the naval items, the settlement items, and the tattoos to um, 75 and 50 for the tattoos and settlement items to 35 opal. So the uh, items are now cheaper.
1: Yeah, see, I, I, I like that they're trying to find a balance. Um, I definitely would like to have if the community could have a little bit more say in what shows up in the store doesn't mean like a hundred percent control but yeah like basically
0: maybe the
1: more when you launch a new item set maybe have like the weapon available at reddit like the maybe for like a premium too like i don't know maybe you pay 20 percent more opal or something that way like people who aren't necessarily buying or spending $20 to get the set right when it launches that week, that there is some sort of uh, players can also feel like they're getting involved in that. Or even like they're voting like, hey, I've been waiting for this one item to show up in the shop and you've never put it in there yet. Like, I'd really like to see, um, yeah, one of those items.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the 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 worst problem, and that's why we 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 joked about uh, Sargon and the Olympian gifts, and the hacker mm-hmm. chest, of course, with Red Eye in Origins. They're now gatekeeping, and that's also what we're seeing. where they like they put these items there themselves. They, it's not like mm-hmm. a, they hit like a slot machine and bam, bam, bam. Here, that's what you get. Because we yeah. haven't even touched on that. But every item is a different uh, sort of. Let me. Get it here, like every item is from a different, um, oh, from a different sort of category. Like we have an armor piece, we have a weapon, saddle or a or sediment item, naval tattoo mount. Mm-hmm. So that cannot be random. Like they really put these there specifically. And that's what I really don't like. I, I, I thought it was always awesome when people would like text me and were like, hey, I got the, the Pegasus mount from a Olympian mm-hmm. gift um i overall think that this system is better but the fact that they really like control everything that we are going to see it just doesn't sit well with me and that's why a community sort of vote would be pretty cool
1: too yeah and, and that kind of bleeds a little bit into the whole um next topic or at least one of the the transmog price one yeah uh is the fact that, like, in your interview, they mentioned, like, oh, yeah, we, we track a lot of data, correct? And so, like, they're likely dictating a lot of the stuff that goes into Reddit's shop based off of, like, data that they're looking at, I would assume. And so, like, to me, like, I feel like data can give them a lot of insight into the game, but it can also blind them from things where you get a little too close to the data and you don't see the humanity and the community and the people who are actually logging in daily and like why they're making the decisions they're doing because data can trick you. Like, uh, in your interview, um, apologies if, if I'm jumping too quick over to that one, but, um, you had mentioned that, like, he was saying like, well, we know how much silver is in the game and we know how people spend their silver. Well, like to me, I feel like that explanation is like, there's already, there was already a weird relationship with how you spent silver. So like people's behaviors were already kind of skewed. And so you're looking at skewed data in my opinion, and then like dictating a new feature off of that when there was already like fundamental problems before that happened. But yeah, that's I th- just my
0: yeah. I think that's a good point. And uh... It's also, like, I think in terms of this system, it is also, like, even if everyone has 10,000 silver, it's more the fact that it costs something to to do a feature that should be mm-hmm. just fun. Um, yeah, that, that is did my, you want to go into that? Or? Yeah, we, we could, like... I mean, we, we already touched on this a bit, but, yeah, it seems Ooh. that they, at, at least from my interview, it seems that they will be looking into it, and that, that was all that I was asking. It was, like, my interview was... They uh, introduced it on Thursday, and my interview was Tuesday after that. So they did not have a lot of data yet to look if people were actually Mm -hmm. using it. And he said, yeah, we will be looking at how people are using it. And I I don't know about you, but I'm like...
1: People aren't using it.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm like, okay, I have my Brigadine armor set. I changed it to the St. George's set. But to go back to the settlement each time to change that again... And to then spend silver to maybe later find out, hey, I don't like this. Am I gonna spend and sure I have a ton of money? Um, but uh, yeah, I wish I wish it just wasn't this. Yeah. That's what
1: I mean, is like a a friend of mine who is a casual player on Xbox who I have him text me what he thinks about the game periodically just because like I wanna wanted- like see it from his perspective it yeah i think i said it in a podcast episode yeah yeah. but i'll say it again was that he logged in and he saw he was excited because there's transmog and he saw you had to go to gutter and he like he just turned his xbox off (laughs) he was like kind of tired which is definitely him scenario but what i mean by that is like to them they don't see him logging in and and interacting so they don't get the data and so they just see him as someone who's uninterested in Transmog, which is the complete opposite. He's he loves Transmog. He just is uh has limited time to play the game and it's very much like unincentivizing for him to log in and put the effort to I, to I try and I did not just think about the, this the helmet.
0: But yeah, we obviously as someone who put like hundreds of hours into the game got all of silver. But what if you just like got your settlement and you only have a few silver and you want to get some stuff at the merchant as well then you will have make Mm -hmm. i never thought of this like how early on in the game transmogs for late
1: game basically
0: what the heck why i really hope they change it just make it 10 silver or like one or i mean they wanted to do an exchange because uh realistic blah, blah blah but I don't know. It's not fun. In the end, you play a game because it's fun, and not because you're playing a, a sim or whatever.
1: Uh, I'll be brief, least. but like, I think it's like, I think they're buying into a sunken cost fallacy, which is basically that they've invested all this uh, development time and effort into the settlement, um, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with the hub or that idea of like you always come back to the settlement, or you're trying to develop features that bring people back to the settlement but i feel like they f- feel like anything they make has to somehow bring people back to the settlement at all costs and and so like instead of thinking of a better way to deal with like transmog or something they've like well we have this system we need people to go back to the settlement so we're just going to i don't want to say they didn't think it through but it comes across as just kind of like like, it sounds easy where you're like, oh, yeah, Gunner's the blacksmith. Like, oh, yeah, you should it, go back it, to him. It'll yeah. bring people back to the settlement. It, but in practice, when you actually use the system, it's very frustrating, and it ha- and it doesn't incentivize you to really enjoy the settlement better. It kind of adds more of a frustration. I mean, uh, I, I, he
0: had some good points about how you want to have this home base that, that gives you services as well. But I also think that there could have been like i think for example the river raids is a great example like you have to go to the settlement to do that which makes sense because from that point you're going to another map but if i am playing somewhere else and i want a service to have to go back each time and it's just not like yeah in- in- inventive well, at all and i it's also just think that vision. yeah and it's also just that on the other hand you could have also looked at it this way where okay we have this settlement feature, but not a lot of people are really digging it. And maybe they see that people do, but we don't really have a choice. Like, we can't really choose. Maybe they are looking at, hey, we also have stables in villages and nobody's using that. So, people don't care. But, yeah, it's kind of hard because we never had the chance to just pick our... Change our mount on the fly, which I hope returns yeah. in the next game. Um,
1: so, what yeah one thing I'd also like to add in there is the fact that this is one of the most beautiful games that they've made and they created one of the most robust photo modes in there and that is huge if we want to talk just marketing and we want to talk just find like that's why they have these uh these uh, redis shops and stuff they want to make money people are not developing as many photographs like imagine if you don't have to like like dip out of your photo mode or your perfect lighting or whatever you've discovered out in the middle of nowhere and you have no choice to swap out a new mount or a new weapon or a new piece of armor Mm -hmm. so that you can look differently for the photo you're trying to take i know it's kind of like something people forget but there's a lot like that is a huge valuable part of i think assassin's creed games is they their photo modes are very robust and and it's a beautiful game and honestly it kind of like handicaps or, yeah. or not handy, but like locks people down and, like photographers who and they, they could have also them.
0: like maybe seen okay we we had of course a settlement vision for the main game people want more freedom let's give him that with these post-launch updates there's i don't think a good reason to like stick to the settlement idea if you, you know that actually a lot of people would be happy because why not give it to gunner and do like the other feature where you can like degrade gear like something like that okay the gunner does that but if i want to change gear i do it on the fly like why does mm-hmm. it give us the choice I'm sure I will still be at the settlement a lot. I think Red Eye is there. Like, that makes sense to, to check him there. Mm-hmm. The river raids, the mastery challenges will be there. So there will be, like, a lot of things to do there. But just, like, some convenience things would have been nice. But... Also,
1: there's not, like, there's not a a uniqueness to the settlement. Like, so we're playing Eivor's version of settlement, not ours as a player. I, like, not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, we when you upgrade a building uh besides the the extra like the cattle buildings and the farmhouses like there it's done being upgraded i'm not saying make 3 upgrades and then it's fixed i mean like there's no beyond like adding a totem somewhere there's no real like mhm
0: yeah, like, yeah, uh, personal the, yeah.
1: Personal attachment to the settlement. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, that's yeah. I something think that I kind of struggled with.
0: I think it would have been game. really cool if you could like have kind of like maybe, but that's that's too far. They did rearrange it like Animal Crossing style, yeah. where you like go to someone's yeah. settlement or something, and hey, this is what this person made. But one thing mm-hmm. we have to remember is that every game uses the uh, in terms of like Helix Store items uses the things that were already in the previous game and adds on top of them. So if mm-hmm. that is true, then the next game will likely also have a settlement or some sort of home base because are they really going to get rid of these settlement items or like the other stuff, right? So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if maybe they are building upon this because they... Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I I hope not. I hope that it's the settlement. And I hope the DLC area changes things up as well, where we just can go to a blacksmith in a village and do all the things we do at Gunner. Like, change it up a bit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to... I want, like, a more more... regular.
1: Yeah, make it optional, because, like... I know for a fact, because I've already talked to several like people who love the photo mode and do spend most of their time doing that, that like that's an incredibly frustrating part of this game is that like you can't like change how Eivor looks or the mount looks or anything because it's really hard sometimes because it's a real open world to like line up the right lighting and stuff like every picture is unique, which is beautiful. Like that's what's a really cool marketable part of the game and would drive a lot of people, I think, to playing it, which would result yeah, yeah, in... Yeah, yeah, more freedom would have been
0: nice. I mean, even even in uh, Spider-Man, you, for example, have the photo mode where you can, inside the photo mode, mm-hmm. change the suit. So instead of having to yeah. go to your inventory all the time, you made this perfect shot, and you're like, okay, this suit doesn't work well, let's change it up. So let's hope we yeah. get more of that. Uh, but, but we touched on that multiple times. Like, Valhalla feels more like yeah. a Rockstar game, in a sense where Odyssey and Immortals Mm -hmm. from that studio uh, is more about convenience and uh, just, Mm. like, no fall damage. Uh, I'm just throwing (laughs) that out there. Okay, um, predictions for the Druids DLC, which, of course, is launching April 29th. We're getting close. Oh, we actually have some known issues, so I want to, like, grab them because I, of course, did the April Fool's video. If you still haven't figured it out, it was all fake. It was all a joke, but we do have known issues from Ubisoft uh, with like things that they are actually fixing right now. So I'm going to throw that up real mm-hmm. quick before so you can
1: think of a prediction still. <laughs> these are not April Fools jokes.
0: No, th- these are real <laughs> things. They actually did announce it on April Fools. So people were kind of confused because one of the things they are planned to address in a future <laughs> update is some fish are missing and not spawning. And people were like, "Are so are big fixes fixed? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that, that was kind of funny, but, uh, it Sorry. seems to happen with the next update. And if I, ha- uh, have to predict, oh, I, I can't like look at it. Other fa- I will make a prediction in a moment. Uh, yeah, big prophecy. I know a lot of people were like, uh, yeah, ha- having trouble with that. There are like some achievements mm-hmm. that are not like, uh, working properly. Uh, the photo mode UI is disappearing when switching to edit mode, uh,
1: it sounds Which like the games g- are getting more and more well rounded. I'm not running yeah, into yeah, as yeah. many issues as I used to at all.
0: There are still things, r- things that that have yeah. been in the under investigation for way too long. This one, why is this this every time? They actually put this in the patch notes four times that they that they fixed it. And every time I get like a video from one person who has the issue, it's like you cannot like kill Thor, name- and then you cannot get. The dagger from Ragnar, and yeah, the, the whole dominoes fall. Um, wow. The old cellar, still not fixed. So then you cannot get the Excalibur. Um, mm. And then you cannot get the yeah, arc. So there are still issues that they just cannot seem to fix uh, five months almost later. Uh, okay, so that is the known issues page. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction for when I think this update is going to come. Because we, of course, had the Ostara Festival um, not last week, but the week before, right? So that was like the 19th or like the the 18th. We're now two weeks. I think next week... So next week is going to be the 8th and then the 15th. Okay, so I think we will hear about the next update next week. As in, it's getting added to the database. And if you have been following uh, us for a while, then you know... When it gets edited, it's, like, the coming week after that. So then you have two weeks. Yeah, it's either going to be the 15th or the 22nd for the new updates with the fixes we just
1: talked about. Well, it'll probably also come with, like, the DLC too, right? Like Yeah, yeah, the DLC,
0: like, will be included. And then maybe, hopefully, we can, like, get early access to already finish it before uh, before everyone else. So we mm-hmm. can, like, talk about it on launch day and uh, make videos mm-hmm. about it. Um... And maybe there's a free quest. What do you think? Did we already did Yeah, I think we already touched on it. I that. think we did we've talked about it, but I I hope so. Okay. I love our predictions for the Druid's DLC because of course at the end of every episode we like to make predictions. This time for the Druid's DLC. We still have to do a roundup of the uh the post-launch ones.
1: Yeah, I'll 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 have to do that this coming week and clean sure. it all up into a nice spreadsheet.
0: Cool. Um. So we now have predictions for the Druids DLC, and uh, they're quite opposite. So you uh, go first, I guess, or should I go All first? All right.
1: Yeah. So I based mine off yours, but so we'll say that I think there is going to be some for like, there, it's counterintuitive because everything's about coming back to our settlement. But I think because of these. Maps like technically Norway, we had a settlement It quite what there wasn't upgradable. So we'll need to distinguish what counts as a settlement. Um, But I do think that there will be a mini settlement in Dublin or in the Druids DLC location in Ireland. And we will have to like help that town either upgrade or something. Okay. I think there will be a feature that like you can either customize or um, upgrade a building or two. Um, maybe Do you not think, as quite as robust as ours. Yeah.
0: Do you think that, th- that most of the services are coming? Because my prediction is that mm-hmm. th- to use the transmog system in the Druze DLC, we have to likely use the Atlas each time and go back to the settlement to Gunner.
1: I. So you would are saying hope that.
0: Not. Yeah, I would hope not, but I think that that will be how it works.
1: I think there will be a blacksmith there that maybe you can interact with that maybe it is gunner maybe it's not but i might be just because it's the dlc and it's new i think that there there's going to be um more settlement features in ireland than you would expect okay would okay. be my guess
0: and i will just say no no settlement <laughs> in not... ireland but uh but yeah it, the... i still win if there is like a city where you can still do some services, but it's not like you cannot upgrade the buildings there, right?
1: It's just like the mount, like one. Yeah, like the, no, the no, 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 no. Yeah, or already exist. Yeah, or know? maybe
0: like a higher style one as well. But like, yeah, you, you go to Dublin, mm-hmm. uh, in the city, or like there is a city, and if there is like a blacksmith there, now I then I lose because I'm talking about Transmog. But you mm-hmm. you lose if you cannot upgrade a building in Ireland. I'm okay with that. Okay, so if there's, like, not a mini-settlement, because a city would, of course, yeah. not be a mini-settlement. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm going back to the DAG DLC. Uh, still got uh, 45 hours uh, left with my boy. And uh, good. W- what are you uh, most excited about for the April Fool's update?
1: I'm uh, I'm excited to, like, put zombie DAG on the back of a pink horse and ride him right out in oh, the middle wow. of the ocean. The, yeah.
0: <laughs> sounds fascinating yeah <laughs> and are you gonna try the new like more difficult karen's or are you just gonna like ignore them because you will get skady's blade from that which kind of cool
1: yeah i i am i am and uh you know i'm excited for like all the new phrases too um, oh
0: from the from yeah from the archer lady yeah
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really been an exciting one. What was the line? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, uh,
0: who taught you to shoot? Was it your horse? Yeah, yeah, very very encouraging. Yeah, great, great. Mm -hmm.
1: Very encouraging. Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I almost put some like footage from me beating her up in the, in the Ostara Festival there. But oh, and by the way, the Ostara Festival ends next week. So that's another like, uh, if you made it to the end of the show, you got a reminder. Get everything from the Ostara Festival. Um, yeah. Although they will likely do a godly reward where everything is included, and then <laughs> you you were looking for these eggs for hours and hours for nothing. <laughs> but uh, did you finish the it's, Ostara yeah. Festival?
1: Uh, I did. Yeah. I okay. need to wait. Oh, I think I have one last item. I need. Yeah, to I still check.
0: need to buy. So I think I have all the currency, but I have to like. <laughs>
1: Not forget, yeah. About I think I pretty- just bought the flower crown at first because that's like oh, yeah. really all I wanted, uh, from it, but um,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, we will be back next week and uh, yeah, thanks everyone for, of course, listening. We go live every Saturday on your favorite podcast service. Make sure you follow us there. Leave a nice review, uh, would really help us out on Apple Podcasts, for example. We will be then reading it here live on the show. If you want to go the extra mile, they can, of course, uh, support the channel by going to the YouTube channel, Joe Raptor. Hit the Join button next to the Subscribe button. For $2 per month, you can get um, the video version on Saturday as well. $5 per month gets you early access to the show, so you can watch, listen to it after we live recorded here on Twitch, which usually on Thursday. Not on Friday, but usually on Thursday. Um, any uh, final last words? Where can people find you, Jordan? Are you going to play Outriders? I'm, because I'm, I want to wanna, wanna I... talk okay. Outriders with you because that, All like, right. even more shows how, like, disappointed I am in the perk system for Valhalla. Like, every item in Outriders you get is exciting. It adds something cool. Um, it's super impactful. And then you go to Valhalla where, like, I, it really kind of takes the fun out of it where it's like, Oh, uh, uh, crit damage when low health or something.
1: So what's going to happen if I start playing it really a lot next week and then I end up liking it too much? Are we going to change this to the Outriders cast? (laughs) No, no, no.
0: I think it would be cool to (laughs) what Valhalla can learn from Outriders. (laughs) Or something right. we can like uh, change i'm, gonna, it up
1: I'm a bit. gonna i'm gonna add that into my uh my my playtime uh next week and i will uh I'll, I'll try to make sure that i i check it out because everyone has been i've been getting so many discord messages telling me to do that yeah and, do it uh, yeah i'm gonna i do mean
0: I i still have to like pay you some money so get that with that money <laughs> okay Right? That that sounds like a good... That sounds like a good Yeah, interesting. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Okay, uh, thanks everyone, (laughs) as always, for watching, for the support. We will be back next week with new streams. And, of course, keep an eye out on the channel for Outriders videos, for all the videos, and all that good stuff. And uh, thank you. Goodbye. See See you guys.